What's up, everyone? Welcome to Sports Card Madness, the podcast that covers the entire collectible space, including sports cards, business, technology, and more. Now brought to you in partnership with Fanatics Live. It's Tuesday, so that means it's time for another episode of Madness University, where we dive into bite-sized educational tips about the hobby. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness. Today, we're doing Madness University. And we're going to just jump right into it with this one. Uh, this is LZ. I'm here with Nick. And the topic we're going to cover today, which we actually get a lot of questions about, so we figured we'd, we'd just do a dedicated university to this one, is, Nick, I'm going to pose the question to you. You um, go up in your attic for the first time ever. You go in your basement. You go over to your mom or dad's house. And they hand you a bucket of cards, or it's an estate sale, or whatever it is, but you just came into thousands of trading cards. You don't know the first thing about collectibles. What are the first, let's call it, three things that you're doing? Yeah, no, this is great. This happens all the time. I get these questions a lot, and I'm sure everybody in the audience has cleaned out their parents' or grandparents' house and found something of varying value. So it's an important question. I think step number one, anytime you come into some kind of windfall or new variable in your life, I think that you need to pause and reflect. So you found something, what do you want to do with it? I think, I think that's step one. You need to decide like, is this something I want to keep forever? You know, hand it down. Or is this something I just want to get, get rid of? I'm kind of over it. So pause, step one, pause and reflect, make sure you know what your goals are for what you've found. That's definitely the first step. Mm -hmm. um, I think the second step depends on the first step, but let's say you do want to sell it, which is, I'd say 90% of the time, that's the case. I would go out and get opinions, but not take action. So what I mean is you can go to that local card shop and ask them what something's worth and get their opinion, but be careful because they know more than you, most likely, and that can be dangerous because you're relying on them for information. And if you're going to do a deal with them, they have the upper hand because they have more information. So what I would recommend you do there is, I mean, you know, most card shops are fine. I don't want to paint like a bad picture here, but um, get get their opinions. Just just Google it. Find, find a local guy. They'll tell you. Um, they'll help you out. They may even offer to buy it. But again, I would get opinions and not actually do anything yet. Um, so that's an important step right there. I mean, I've heard about, I've heard stories, you know, where you're lowballed and things like that. And you're pressured to sell. There's no pressure here. You found it. There's no timeline. Uh, just relax and, and explore, right? So that's the second step. Get opinions, but don't, don't, uh, don't sell. I think the third step is more of the, the deeper dive, right? So I think you want to use the internet. Um, if you can't use the internet, have your kid help you use the internet and, you know, go on eBay and find out something similar to what you're selling or try to find the actual card, find it in a similar condition on eBay. I guarantee you it's there or has been in the last year or two. There's another site, another site called 130point.com. You can go on there that pulls past auction results. Between the two, you should be able to see what something sold for. And so now at this point, these are your first three steps. You have 
taken a chance to, to think about what you want to do with this stuff. You've explored some opinions, possibly potential deals and buyers, and you've done a deeper dive into research. That is a much calmer, more rational approach than like, hey, I found this in my attic. Like, who wants to buy it? You know what I mean? Um, so that that's those are the first three things I do. That's a I, I love that advice. It's all about just basically not getting taken advantage of. I think with with the, the way Nick went about it is is more of it, it kind of got this feeling of maybe you actually are sitting on something good, right? So that's really good advice, like especially if you're um, inheriting an old collection from, let's say, a, a relative. I actually thought about this question in a different direction, and I almost just putting my myself in the situation. Uh, maybe I have an old collection from when I was a kid. Let's call it 90s junk wax. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm opening this up for the first time, and I'm thinking you know, it's all worth, it's all worth a lot. So I'm more coming at it, I guess, for the audience of how to not get overwhelmed. Like you go up into the attic and you pull out, let's say a thousand or even 10,000 cards. And it's like, where do you start? So let me take it from that angle. Cause Nick kind of covered, um, the other side of it. Um, I think you just have to like the obvious ones, right? Go, go through your sets, go through your cards, and I think number one is you look for the goats. You look for the greatest of all times. Go to your set. If if you find Michael Jordan's, put those aside. If you find in Wayne Gretzky's, put those aside. Tom Brady's, put them aside. Um, you get the picture with that, right? And it, you know, it dates back. Geez, if you have a if you're sitting on some Mickey Mantles, put those in a pile. Um, so that's certainly number one, and that one's probably obvious. But now let's say you're still looking at uh, a couple thousand cards and it's like, what do I do next? The next area that I'm probably going to sort by or category would be rookie cards. Put all of your rookies in a pile. Go through the cards, like quickly flip through them. Uh, you know, I would say, I don't know what year it started, but it's at some point they started really kind of just putting a stamp on the front of these cards that say RC or rookie card or rookie rated. And that's certainly going to help you out. Or you do the reverse and you flip the cards over. And um, if you're looking at the stat lines and they either don't have any stats or they only have one year of stats, chances are that's their rookie card. So that's how you're going to start, um, you know, sorting them. Uh, Hall of Famers, again, it goes back to the obvious. I would say if there are any Hall of Famers, definitely want to put those in a pile. Then you're still going to be left with a bunch of junk. Um, but I think don't worry about that other junk right now. Let's focus on that goat pile you have. Focus on the rookie cards you have. Focus on the Hall of Fame cards you have. And then I'm going to go back to one of Nick's points. That's when I would open up eBay. I would go to 130 point and I would start looking up these cards and just seeing what they're worth, what the value is, whether you're going to sell it or not. Um, I think it's just good to understand the value. If the value is really high, you might want to put it in a nice case and just take care of them. So those would be kind of my three uh, points, especially if you're feeling very overwhelmed with all of a sudden you came into a lot of cards, you don't know what to do with them. Yeah, this is um, this is good advice. Hopefully, it'll help the audience because I've um, I've seen it go both ways. You've, I've seen very expensive cards like Michael Jordan rookies come up, and they literally don't know what they're worth, and they'll get bamboozled, you know. And then, you know, I'm glad you brought up your organizational points. You know, some some people have like a truckload of stuff; they don't even know where to begin. Um, mm -hmm. 
And that can be daunting. And I think uh, those are some great tips just to find the stuff of value. Um, maybe even take it a step further, have some fun, get them autographed. You know, um, we've got episodes about that too, you know, how to make that happen. So yeah, I think this is, this is good advice. So if you stumble into something, it's an attic, it's a garage, whatever it may be, um, you know, take these steps and you'll probably be in a better place. And then I would say lastly around that, like Nick and I always say, feel free to reach out to both of us. Mm. We'll be happy to help you out and we'll steer you in the right direction. Yeah, we won't offer you a dollar for your expensive cards. I promise. <laughs> I'll help you. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Thanks, LZ. Bye, Nick. All right, everyone. That was another episode of Sports Card Madness. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, please take a few seconds and subscribe wherever you get them, and uh, we'll keep them coming. Thanks, everyone. Mm-hmm.